Presidential candidates Mike Huckabee and Barack Obama are both in Dallas today. We'll talk about their campaigns, and if all goes well, we'll be joined by Governor Huckabee. Also, Iran's president said today, Israel is a filthy bacteria created by world powers he wants to bring to their knees. We'll also get an update on Iran's nuclear program with Van Hip. This is Jerry Johnson Live from Criswell College. Join us as we look at today's news from the Christian worldview for Christ and culture. Mr. Gorbachev... Tear down this wall. That's one small step for man. One giant leap for mankind. December 7th, 1941. A date which will live in infamy. I have a dream. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. We will not tire, we will not falter, and we will not fail. Welcome to Jerry Johnson Live. For the next hour, this is your place for relevant discussion of topics in the news and in our culture from a Christian perspective. Your host is Dr. Jerry Johnson, President of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. Later in the show, we'll open the toll-free lines for your questions and comments. You may also email us at talk at jerryjohnsonlive.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson. The change we seek is still months and miles away, and we need the good people of Texas to help us get there. All right, that's presidential candidate Barack Obama. It's come down to Texas. If Barack Obama wins Texas, Hillary Clinton is finished. She's finished if Obama wins Texas. Today he was speaking at Reunion Arena in Dallas. KCBI's Dennis Page covered the event. He'll be on the line in just a minute. We'll talk to him, and we're going to ask those of you who are Obama supporters to call in now. Here's the number, 800-881-9270. If you support Barack Obama, we want to hear from you, 800-881-9270. Who knew Texas would become so important in this presidential race? Another candidate, Mike Huckabee, is also in town. And as a matter of fact, uh, he says that uh, he really needs the Texans in this March 4th primary. When we go to Texas, we go with a real sense of resolve and purpose and direction and, uh, you know, a commitment to see it through. Now, we have Governor Huckabee tentatively booked to join us later in the program, and also KCBI's Chris Howell has been following the governor today, and we will get that report. All right, that's 6 o'clock. Governor Huckabee is scheduled to be uh, on KCBI. We're going to go a little long here, Jerry Johnson Live, to talk live with Governor Huckabee. All right, Iran's Revolutionary Guard Corps Commander Muhammad Ali Jafari says the cancerous growth of Israel will soon disappear. Well, I doubt you can understand that, but I'm translating it for you. He says the cancerous growth of Israel will soon disappear. Today, Ahmadinejad, the president of Iran, bragging again about their nuclear capacity and how they will bring us, bring the West to their knees. We're going to talk with security expert Van Hip about the Iranian nuclear threat at the half hour and who is best prepared as a presidential candidate to deal with that nuclear threat. But right now, we have KCBI's reporter, Dennis Page, on the line. He was at the Obama rally today. Uh, Dennis, welcome to the program. What did you see out there today? Well, good afternoon, Dr. Johnson and uh, Panna. Uh, Dr. Johnson, I have to tell you, uh, as I mentioned in an earlier report, I've never been to a rock concert, but I get an idea <laughs> now of the, uh, of the energy that one person can generate. Uh, whether you are a supporter of Barack Obama or not, you have to acknowledge that there is just something that, uh, about this uh, candidate that can generate an excitement. Uh, there was a crowd here at 6 o'clock this morning waiting to get in, and the doors didn't open until after about 10:30. Wow. Uh, he's battling the flu, so he didn't have quite the energy he had uh, earlier in the week in San Antonio. I think also in Houston. But he is an energizer. Hey, Dennis, let's listen to Barack Obama, and I want you to comment on this. It's a choice between going into the general election with Republicans and Independents already united against us, 
or running with a campaign that has already united Americans of all parties around the agenda for change. All right, Dennis, the atmosphere electric there today. I saw the crowds building. I was watching it on a webcam. Uh, you know, the line four or five people deep and then, you know, half mile long, several blocks long. Uh, did you see a mixed crowd there, mostly young people, old people, black people, white people, Hispanics? Uh, do you see any Republicans there? Not that they had an R on their back. What did you see? Well, Dr. Johnson, interesting you should ask that question because, you know, obviously as a, as a journalist, you walk in and the first thing you do is you assess the crowd to find out who's here and uh, who are the movers and shakers. And unlike uh, any other political rally that I've covered, there was an extreme diversity here uh, from college-age students. Uh, there were some uh, school-age kids here in their uniforms. Uh, you could tell by the socioeconomic background by what people uh, drove up there in, uh, different races of all kinds, young, old. And that was one of the first things that was established with me was that, okay, he's a, uni- he's a uniter as, as his campaign has really tried to build him. It, it's just a very diverse crowd of people who showed up here today. Dennis, uh, we know and we understand uh, that this is a candidate that uh, exhibits some powerful uh, rhetoric, good sound bites. Uh, he has an aura about him, and he knows how to work a crowd. But I guess the question I have for you, of course, with this whole theme of change is, did you hear any specifics when he was speaking? Because I think that's where the rubber, uh, the rubber meets, uh, meets the road in this. Well, Penny, you're exactly right, and that's kind of something that I noticed about uh, halfway through his speech. His speech probably went just a bit more than 45 minutes. And uh, I used uh, an analogy earlier today that if he were a ship, his navigation would be steady as she goes. You're not going to hear anything from him that is going to take him too far out of his comfort zone, if you will. Uh, He talked about all the... The, the typical things that a candidate must address. He talked about health care reform. He talked about education. Uh, obviously, you can, you can use the war in Iraq uh, in a democratic setting and get an eruption of an applause out here. And he did just that, but there was really nothing that he... Uh, I would say that if you are not a, a Barack Obama supporter, you're between uh, him and uh, Hillary Clinton, you probably didn't hear anything today that would really sway you to Barack Obama. And if you are a supporter of his, he certainly rallied you today. But I'm not quite sure that he was able to convince anyone with what he spoke today. All right, that's KCBI News reporter Dennis Page. Dennis, thank you for being right there live on the scene, and we'll hear from you later. All right, thank you, Dr. Johnson. All right, thanks so much. All right, we've asked you, if you support Barack Obama, to call in. The number is 800-881-9270, 800-881-9270. The callers are already on the line. Let's go to James in Fort Worth. James, thank you for calling. Tell us why you support Barack Obama. How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm going to support Barack Obama during the primary Yes, to keep Hillary <laughs> off the ticket, and then I'm going to vote Republican in the main election. Can you do that? Yes, you I can sure in can. Texas. In Texas, Republicans can vote in this upcoming primary, in the Democrat uh, primary, and uh, you are able to do that in Texas. So, uh, James, let me ask you this question. What if, what if, because um, I've thought about this, what if the Democrat wins the general election? Would you feel, knowing that Obama is a little bit to the left of the Hillary on it, of Hillary on the issues, uh, how would you feel about him being president? Uh, I would have to trust that God, uh, who ordains leaders, will continue to yeah. uh, provide us with the um, protection as Christians that we need, in spite of who's in, in, in the White House. Is it just that you don't trust Hillary and uh, you just find that so offensive? Is that the deal? Hillary is an offense. Bill is an offense to our nation. Yeah. And they have absolutely no business... Uh, running our country in any form or fashion. And my fear is that if Hillary became the president, she would turn around and appoint Bill to be the, the, the ambassador to the U.N., and no telling what happens after that. All right, James, thanks for calling so much. Let's go to our second caller. we got Doris on the line from Dallas. We're asking for folks who support Barack Obama. He's in town today, huge crowd, electric atmosphere. Doris from Dallas, what do you make of Barack Obama? Why do you support him? How you doing? I support him because he speaks for change. Mm. He has a charisma about himself. I think the rich is getting richer and the poor is getting poorer. 
we need a change, and I think he is the candidate that will change our situation. I am a single mother. I am a divorced person, and I work two jobs, and it seems like I can't get anything to meet for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking for a change. I'm mm-hmm. glad to be. Mm-hmm. I am glad that he is running. I support him 100%. And, he, and the person that said, God is God ordained, I think his destiny has already been fulfilled. Wow, Doris. I'm praying that God be with him. A lot of people feel that way, that the uh, Obama mania is uh, so big that this is a fait accompli. Doris, let me ask you this follow-up question. Uh, what kind of change? Give me one example of the change you're looking for. What is it specifically you think that Obama can change? Well, we haven't seen, we haven't seen any changes, like I stated a few minutes ago. I want to see the low in, uh, the low class people live just like the wealthy mm. and the middle class people. I mean, people struggle every day to make ends meet on minimal wage jobs and stuff like this. Mm. I mean, the rich get richer, the poor get poor. Yeah. I mean, the, the country was built on the back of poor people. Mm. I mean, not only for blacks. I want to see a change for blacks white, Hispanics, anyone that is in my category. Well, thanks, Doris, for calling. I work two jobs just to make ends meet. Well, thank you you for calling. We've got other callers on the line, and uh, I appreciate what you've had to say. My concern would be that um, the only way he can do that to help the poor people live like the rich people is uh, through some sort of socialist agenda. And, uh, you know, that's been tried by communist countries, socialist countries, and it always brings the living standard down. That's why we've enjoyed such a, a good living standard in the United States. It's, uh, it's capitalism. It's the free market. It's what Adam Smith called, you know, the best system uh, for those who will work hard and who save. And, and there are people in difficult situations. And, you know, we want to be in prayer for people like Doris. And certainly our hearts go out, single moms, working two jobs. But uh, the government should provide a helping hand, but not a handout. And I think there are a lot of people out there looking for government to be the nanny. And if they're looking for that kind of change, and I'm really concerned about this, it's change to the left, not to the right. We already have too many taxes. We already have too many government programs. We already have too many handouts. And uh, people should not be looking to the nanny state, uh, in my view. We've got Wanda on the line from Dallas. Wanda, why do you support Barack Obama? support Barack Obama because he encourages the people to dig within themselves to be the best that they can be because we know that now faith is the substance of things hoped for. We all hope it's the, the land is in despair and he's bringing out the hope that we need to carry us to the next level. He can't do it by himself. He has to surround himself with people. He's not by himself. His cabinet members and the professional people are going to be the one that come up with the ideas to get this nation back on track. Our well, money and stuff is going to the Chinese. The infrastructure and stuff is bad. We need a change. And so I'm voting for Barack Obama because I'm hoping that he'll bring a positive change, and I'm praying for The Bible tells us to pray for our leaders. We don't know, we don't know who, going, who, 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 who God has to has designated for this time right now. Well, that's, Wanda, we're coming up on a break. I appreciate your call. And, you know, it's very interesting, Dr. Johnson, to hear, first of all, change hasn't been defined. Second of all, uh, Barack Obama hasn't used the word liberal or socialist in any of his campaign rhetoric, and yet some of the policies that he's talked about border on that. So if you really want to see wealth redistributed and taxes raised, which usually hurts the economy, he probably is your candidate. Well, look, it's hard to listen to him give a speech without feeling good about him and about the country and about the message of hope. It really is a a positive speech that he gives. But when he talks about change, what kind of change? That's policies. Where's the beef? We're going to talk about a study when we come back that shows the most liberal member of the U.S. Senate you got three senators running for president. Who is the most liberal senator out of the hundred? We're going to talk about that. 
And who is most fit to be commander-in-chief, or maybe the least fit to be commander-in-chief? We're also going to talk about Mike Huckabee when we come back. Hey, what are you doing with your life? If you're interested in doing ministry at college or just doing something for Christ now, come to Chriswell College and learn how you can get your education and get trained for ministry. Chriswell College in Dallas offers fully accredited bachelor's and master's degrees in biblical studies, youth ministry, missions, evangelism, counseling, and more. If you'd like to come and check us out, we're having a preview day on February 28th from 8.30 until 1 o'clock. Preview day is a free event where you can send in on some classes, have lunch with professors, ask any questions that you may have, and worship with us in chapel. Give us a call today at 214-818-1393 to reserve your spot. We would love to help you out and answer any questions that you may have. Call us, 214-818-1393, or go to chriswell.edu. Call 800-899-0012 for more information about Preview Day at the Chriswell College. You can also see more information on the web at chriswell.edu. The Chriswell College in Dallas. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. Houston, I think we've achieved liftoff here. All right, Houston, we have a problem is another message we hear sometimes. And is this a liftoff or is this a problem? Barack Obama surging right now in the polls. And if he wins Texas, he will finish Hillary Clinton. And we're asking for folks who support Barack Obama to call. We've got B on the line. B, thank you for calling and holding. Why do you support Barack Obama? One of the reasons why I support Barack Obama is um, I know that he's talking about change, but that I think regardless of who's in party, there's going to be a change that's going to happen for the good for the bad. Yeah. I support him because I really have listened to some of the things he said, and I'm all for accountability. Some of the things that he's asking, I understand that people do not need a handout. That is not what we need from the government. Our country does not need that. We need people to be accountable for these things. We need people to be accountable to be good citizens, immigration, education, parenting their children. And he is not only pushing change, but he is um, also lining up accountability. So that is one of the reasons why I support him. I was not a supporter in supporter in the beginning of him, but after to listen to and following this election closely, he has a plan for accountability, including change. So that's why I do support him. All right. Thank you so much, B, for that comment. You know, I just can't get over this fact, Penna. Everybody that hears this man um, and uh, listens to the rhetoric and observes his actions, I mean, it's a guy that uh, he's, he's likable, uh, he seems trustworthy, he seems sincere, and this soaring rhetoric about our country is very, very appealing. But uh, Houston, do we have a problem is really the question right now. And Penna, uh, I said, you know, we're going to tell the folks. Uh, National Journal did a study of the votes for the last few years on the Senate, in the Senate, 100 senators, the most liberal senator, according to the National Journal. It's nonpartisan. It's not conservative, not liberal, not left, not right, Republican, Democrat. They said Barack Obama, the most liberal senator. Number two was a socialist, the guy from Vermont, Sanders, mm-hmm. and uh, Kennedy and, and Clinton, all to the right. Obama, the most liberal on the issues. I don't think people know that or understand that. And, of course, John McCain raising other questions. Well, the media is letting Barack Obama get away with not being really specific. And John McCain, of course, now he's assuming he's the nominee and he doesn't want them to get away with it. Now, after winning the Wisconsin uh, primary yesterday, McCain, speaking to supporters in Ohio, criticized what he called Barack Obama's empty rhetoric of change. I will fight every moment of every day in this campaign to make sure Americans are not deceived by an eloquent but empty call for change. It's no more than an eloquent but empty call for change that promises no more than a holiday from history and a return to the false promises and failed policies of a tired philosophy that trusts in government more than the people. Of course, that philosophy is liberalism, and uh, John McCain also sort of building himself up with his national security credentials talked about some of the things Obama has said with regard to that issue. 
you make plans and you work with the with the other country that is your ally and friend, which Pakistan is. You don't broadcast and say that you're going to bomb a country uh, without their permission or without consulting them. Uh, of course, Barack Obama did uh, mention in one of his uh, appearances that that's what he would do. And, of course, they are our ally in the war on terror, despite some of the issues that are uh, taking place over there. But uh, Hillary Clinton, of course, weighing in. She lost. She didn't consider Wisconsin important until about a week ago, decided to really work to win that state. Now she's hoping for wins in Texas and Ohio. But following her losses in the primaries yesterday, not only in Wisconsin, but also in Hawaii, she said, uh, th- and this speech was in New York, that resolving the nation's problems will require more than these inspirational speeches. It's time that we moved from good words to good works, from sound bites to sound solutions. That was a pretty good sound bite there. Of course, she's not an Obama supporter. <laughs> well, today, the big news is this. Mike Huckabee, running for President of the United States, Republican candidate, is in the Dallas area. He's up at Plano tonight. And we have KCBI's Chris Howell on the ground in Huckabee headquarters. Now, folks, we have a scheduled interview with Governor Huckabee, a live interview scheduled for 6 o'clock. We're going to run the show long tonight. Live interview scheduled at 6 o'clock. But right now, KCBI's Chris Howell in the Huckabee headquarters. Chris, what's happening there? And uh, tell us about the Huckabee campaign in Texas. Hey, Dr. Johnson, you call it the Huckabee headquarters. It is actually Huckabee country in Plano tonight. All right. uh, hundreds and thousands of folks have actually started gathering here at the Collin County Community College in preparation for the Huckabee presidential rally. Um, you can just sense the excitement as folks are beginning to gather here. And I actually just stepped out of a press conference uh, with the Republican candidate, and he has stated that he remains in this race because he feels that right now he is the only one who represents conservative issues. And uh, he feels that if he dropped out of that race, then, of course, the conferred conservative voters would then lose a voice. So he uh, is adamant about remaining in this race until uh, he goes to the end. Okay, Chris, I want you to listen to John McCain. And he's, he's um, way ahead of Huckabee and some of these uh, polls. And so I think he can be generous right now in how he describes uh, Huckabee. I again want to commend Governor Huckabee, who has shown impressive grit and passion himself, and whom, though he remains my opponent, I have come to admire very much. Uh, look, Chris, you've seen Huckabee up close and personal. Uh, is this guy uh, likable? Does he come across uh, friendly? Uh, does he have the common touch? I mean, you sense that from seeing him on TV. Oh, absolutely. He certainly does. Even here in this press conference tonight, of course, he's in Texas and he wore his boots tonight to relate to fellow Texans. But he was even asked that question again and talking about the polls. He was asked, you know, why would he remain in the race when right now, uh, mathematically, everyone says it looks like he could not win this particular uh, nomination. But he did state the fact that if he actually won Texas, there is still a very good chance that actually he could win the nomination when it goes to the party, and I guess it's been elected by the superdelegates. So he is really calling on North Texas as well as Texas in, in general to really come out and support him and hopes that he could then win that particular nomination when he goes to the vote. Chris, one thing I've heard him say is that he would not drop out until McCain reached the uh, the uh, benchmark, uh, getting enough delegates to get the nomination. So have you heard him talk about that today? Have you heard him uh, mention the possibility that, that you know if he gets those delegates Delegates in Texas, for instance, if McCain does, that he would then drop out? Correct. Well, he did not say that. He is not, uh, even if he did not get the nominations that he needed here in Texas, he is still going to remain in this race because, again, he feels even if he lost uh, here in Texas, uh, somehow he could still continue to muster up, uh, I guess, when he goes to Houston, I mean, North Texas, let me say that. If he didn't get what he needed here in North Texas, North Texas, he's going to Houston, he'd be in San Antonio, and he feels that if mm-hmm. those folks would come out and support him, that would prevent John McCain from getting to the 1,191 votes that he needs, and that would then, of course, force it to go to the party uh, for a nomination, and then at that point he feels that there's a very good chance, based on his ten and a half years as Arkansas governor, he would be the most viable candidate to go up against Barack Obama because of his years of experience. Chris, final question. Uh, did he seem to ring the bell on any one particular issue? Uh, did he have a signature issue today? Right now, it really is a sanctity of life. That is what he's really going to address for the folks here in Plano tonight when he takes the stage around 7.30. He's talking about the sanctity of life and how he is the only conservative voice for that, how he is the only conservative voice for talking about getting rid of the IRS, 
how he is really the only one who's taking a strong stance on the immigration bill. Uh, and he's really talking about those are the issues that he really wants to focus on when he's here in North Texas tonight. And he's really talking about the fact that John McCain are not addressing any of those particular issues. All right, KCBI News reporter Chris Howell, thank you for being with us. We'll talk to you later. Thank you. All right, folks, uh, look, I want to remind you that Mike Huckabee, Governor Huckabee, is scheduled at 6 o'clock to do a live interview right here on KCBI. We're going to preempt some of the other programming. We'll talk to Governor Huckabee. want you to stay tuned for that. Now, let's go to Governor Huckabee's comments last night about why he's not bowing out. It's not because of ego, he says. There's a principle. It's about convictions. It's about principles that I dearly, dearly believe in. It's about believing that the message of pro-life standing firm and unflinchingly for a human life amendment is an important discussion that we must have in our Republican Party and, frankly, must have in our nation. Penna, contrast that with uh, the previous segment, the Obama sound and the Obama callers who called in support of Barack Obama. Here, Governor Huckabee is nailing down a fundamental issue in saying, this is why I'm sticking it out to the end. I have this issue, the sanctity of human life. Well, you know, this is what's been refreshing about Governor Huckabee throughout the campaign. That is, has he has been very specific. Conservatives may not have agreed with some of his specifics, but uh, Christians certainly can agree with his position on protecting life. And he goes as far as saying he wants the constitutional amendment uh, to protect human life. He wants to amend the Constitution, which has been a goal of pro-lifers forever. He's also been very clear on the protection of marriage from changing the definition to you know, other than one man and one woman. And, uh, you know, the issue of immigration has now become his issue, and that is huge here in the state of Texas. And then, of course, he talks about the fair tax. But I do want to mention, if people want to go to that rally sure. tonight, it's at 730. It's at Collin County Community College, the main campus of Spring Creek, 2800 East Spring Creek Parkway. And it's if, you just, if you're in Dallas, go north on 75, east on Spring uh, Creek Parkway, past Avenue K and Jupiter Road, turn into the campus at the first right and park there, enter the conference center on the far north side of the campus. All right, let's go out here on this segment listening to Mike Huckabee. There are millions of Republicans across this country who have yet to be heard from. Ending this race prematurely means they don't get a, a voice and they don't have a choice. All right, you have a voice and a choice here on KCBI because we're going to talk to Mike Huckabee at 6 o'clock. We have a scheduled interview He's very busy tonight, but we believe we're going to pull this thing off live. We want you to stay tuned a little late tonight to the program. Also, Ahmadinejad and his thugs of his gang uh, in Iran threatening again Israel, threatening the United States. We're going to talk to a national security expert when we come back about who is the most fit to step in as commander-in-chief. Is it Obama? Is it Clinton? Is it Huckabee? Is it McCain? We'll be right back. All right, it's time for an evildoer update. (laughs) As we're talking about the bad guys and Ahmadinejad in Iran saying today, that Israel is a filthy bacteria, and he's bragging, he's boasting that uh, they have brought us to our knees. That is, they've been able to develop this nuclear technology, and uh, a lot of folks concerned about the weaponization. That's the word they use. Can you weaponize this nuclear technology that they've obtained from Russia and other countries? With us to talk about it is Van Hip. Van Hip is the chairman of American Defense International. He's also served as the Deputy Assistant Secretary of the Army, frequent guest here on Jerry Johnson Live. Van, welcome back. Jerry, good to be with you. Van, what do you make of Iran's, you know, getting a pass here in the last two months, uh, really on their nuclear program? And do you believe there's still a weapons risk here with uh, what they have developed? Uh, Should we be concerned? You know, Ahmadinejad cannot stay quiet too long. You know, I've, I've always laughed and joked about it. Uh, once he talks, you get about six weeks, and then Kim Jong-il will say something crazy, and then they go back and forth, back and forth. But, uh, yeah, it, it is a concern, Jerry, and let me tell you why. Uh, 
they have got a missile uh, called the Shahab missile. Uh, basically, it's technology that they've gotten from North Korea. And we know that they've been working to not only expand the range I mean, and extend the range of that missile, but they've had a, pro- a project, Jerry, known as Project 111, to basically tinker with the nose cone of that missile wow. so that it can accommodate a nuclear warhead. And I think that's why the Bush administration has uh, done what it has in the last uh, couple of years to put pressure on the U.N. That's why we've got sanctions. Uh, countries in Europe who wouldn't stand with us before, after 9-11, are standing with us as far as the Iranian threat is concerned. So truth of the matter is we've probably got more people, more countries in the Western world standing with us on the Iranian threat than uh, than any other uh, thing since 9-11. Ahmadinejad knows that, and that's why we're seeing this rhetoric. Van, this is Penitz. Uh, good to have you. On Friday, the International Atomic Energy uh, Agency, IAEA, is going to have a report coming out on Iran. Do you think they'll say anything about these weapons that you just mentioned? You know, that's very interesting. I think that's one of the reasons why Ahmadinejad made the speech that he made today. He knows the report's coming out. He, I'm sure, doesn't like what's going to be in the report. Uh, don't forget that the U.N. has imposed sanctions on a number of Iranian companies, as well as others who are have, have been supplying technology to Iran. He knows that. It's obviously have, has got to have had some impact and effect there. And I think that's why he's doing that. And at the same time, uh, he made this speech today, Muhammad Ali Jafari, who is the top general of the Iranian Revolutionary Guards, came out with his own statements condemning Israel and saying that uh, they were prepared to attack uh, U.S. forces in neighboring countries. Hey, Van, let's listen to that statement right now. All right, that's enough of that. I'll translate it. The, the, cancerous, that, the cancerous growth Israel will soon disappear. That's the translation uh, there. You know, Van, we are living in a dangerous world. And we call this the Evil Doer Update because uh, we're operating from a Christian worldview, which really teaches us that the world is fallen. It's a messed up place. God has ordained government, the power of the sword to restrain the evildoers. Romans chapter 13 teaches that. Here's my question for you. We're down here in Texas. We got Hillary Clinton. We got Barack Obama campaign. Barack Obama is really sweeping uh, the country right now in terms of momentum and mania and, uh, you know, an electronic atmosphere, electric atmosphere when he speaks in these coliseums. And I want you to hear something that John McCain said uh, about Barack Obama. You make plans and you work with the, with the other country that is your ally and friend, which Pakistan is. You don't broadcast and say that you're going to bomb a country uh, without their permission or without consulting them. All right, he's talking about the bomber Obama. That is, Obama said some time ago that he would bomb Pakistan. He also said he would sit down with Iran in the negotiations with no preconditions. Here's my question, Van. Uh, is Barack Obama ready for prime time as commander-in-chief? To paraphrase another great Texan, Jerry, John B. Conley, who I used to work for many years ago, he's all hat and no cattle. <laughs> uh, tell us why. Yeah, I just don't see the depth there and, and, yeah. and the experience. And what concerns me, I mean, we live today in a world that is on fire. The last thing we need to do right now is throw Bashar under a bus. Mm. We made a serious mistake years ago when we had a, a president and a commander-in-chief who threw the Shah of Iran oh, under the bus, and we're still paying a price today because Jimmy Carter had a backbone where his wishbone I mean, had a wishbone where his backbone should have been. <laughs> you know, Van, uh, there was a time when John McCain was saying bomb Iran. In fact, we were playing the song. Uh, I remember um, that. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, are there times when you do sit down with leaders of these Middle Eastern Islamic states? I mean, when do you know when to negotiate? When do you know when to show a strong military threat? And when do you know when to do economic sanctions? Well, you know, the economic sanctions are great, but you reach a point where they're not going to work. And I think, I think we're still in the game on economic sanctions as far as Iran is concerned. Obviously, I think they are having some kind of impact or we wouldn't see Ahmadinejad doing what he's doing. But you reach a point, if, if our intelligence and our intelligence has got to get this one right, if we believe that those missiles 
uh, can accommodate a nuclear warhead, and uh, they've got sufficient range, and we and we know they've got the range now. We know they've got the range not only as far as Israel's concerned, but these Shahab missiles can go pretty darn close to England. That's why you're seeing wow. some of these other Western European countries all of a sudden having a come to Jesus <laughs> experience. They understand the threat because it's, it's a very near-term threat to them. But I think we've got to be prepared to take out these fixed facilities that can launch a nuclear strike once we believe that uh, they're anywhere close to being able to uh, uh, put a nuclear warhead on these missiles. Ben, let's uh, switch gears here. I want you to uh, give us the expert word on this. Uh, We understand there's a satellite, an ailing spy satellite up there about 160 miles up. and we're going to shoot this satellite down to keep it from falling and uh, uh, contaminating, you know, some area. China is claiming that this is all uh, a put-up job, that we're just practicing on shooting down satellites. Tell us what we should believe, what we need to know about this story. No, I think the Pentagon is doing the right thing, but don't forget, Jerry, it was the, it was the Chinese about a year ago yes. who actually shot down a satellite, one of our satellites, Chinese technology, and, and uh, so, I mean, you know, China is another big threat. When we look at, like I talked about the Shahab missile, when we look at that technology coming out of North Korea, guess where the North Koreans got it from? They got it from the communist Chinese. So China, China is a, you know, they have made a lot of money selling their stuff to the evildoers all over the world. So uh, I, don't, I don't put a lot of stock in anything the Chinese are saying. At least we're shooting down our own missile. That's right. <laughs> Van Hipp, chairman of American Defense International, also former deputy assistant secretary of the Army. Van, thank you for being with us. Great we'll have you back. Y'all. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Let's go to uh, Mike Huckabee again. Mike Huckabee's in town. He is speaking tonight in Plano, and he's scheduled to be with us live at 6 o'clock. And uh, I want to go, Larry, back to our, where we left off on the Huckabee Sound here and just um, listen to Mike Huckabee talk about why he's still in the race. It does seem like the media has coronated John McCain, but uh, Huckabee says, I'm staying in. Every single day, every hour, every few minutes of every hour, um, news reports keep, in essence, saying it's over and there's no mathematical way. And, uh, you know, so we're, we're really going against an incredible headwind. Okay, uh, he's right. Uh, there's incredible party pressure for Mike Huckabee to bow out. I think one of the things that shows us, Penna, is that he is a man of conviction, and he cannot be pressured out. And I cannot explain to people uh, the the party apparatus pressure he's feeling to get out and get this over with. And uh, but, you know, you got to remember the Paul Wellstone factor, for instance, Paul, uh, you know, uh, we don't want this to happen to anybody. But Paul Wellstone was way ahead in a campaign, then died in an airplane crash. So it's important for Republicans to have a second choice. It's important for someone to stay in the race until it's over, because something could happen to McCain. I mean, he's 71 years old. He could die of a heart attack. He could be in an airplane crash. He could be assassinated. He could get sick. He could say something really stupid on the campaign trail. I mean, anything can happen, you know, in this this crazy, mixed-up, fallen world. It's important for Republicans to have another choice, and it's important for everybody to have a voice and a vote. I mean, Texas has not spoken yet. I'd love to have some uh, Republican Party operative tell me what it hurts to uh, continue to have a candidate still in the race at this early. It's really fairly early when you consider past presidential races. And, you know, I've always said along the way, uh, Mike Huckabee has spoken in debates and in speeches, and he's, of course, so articulate. And he uh, really articulates the Christian worldview on certain positions, on certain issues like the issue of life, the issue of marriage, and others, that, you know, it's wonderful to have that articulated. You're not going to get that from a John McCain. You're just not. He may have voted right in the Senate on some things, but you're not going to get him leading out on that. And I think it's important to continue to have that for this time. All right. When we come back, a live interview with Governor Mike Huckabee at 6 o'clock. We have it scheduled. Could be early. Could be late. You'll have to just not touch that dial. Don't move a muscle because you don't know when it's going to come. Stick with us. But we're also going to set it up. Who is this man, Mike Huckabee? 
What's his past, his education, what are his hobbies? What are some of the unknown facts and features of this man, his history, his candidacy? And where does he stand on issues like taxes and human life and marriage? Uh, you'll find out. We'll do a, an overview of Mike Huckabee, then a live interview coming up next on Jerry Johnson Live with Pennedexter. We'll be right back. Hey, what are you doing with your life? If you're interested in doing ministry at college or just doing something for Christ now, come to Chriswell College and learn how you can get your education and get trained for ministry. Chriswell College in Dallas offers fully accredited bachelor's and master's degrees in biblical studies, youth ministry, missions, evangelism, counseling, and more. If you'd like to come and check us out, we're having a preview day on February 28th from 8.30 until 1 o'clock. Preview Day is a free event where you can sit in on some classes, have lunch with professors, ask any questions that you may have, and worship with us in chapel. Give us a call today at 214-818-1393 to reserve your spot. We would love to help you out and answer any questions that you may have. Call us, 214-818-1393, or go to chriswell.edu. Call 800-899-0012 for more information about Preview Day at the Chriswell College. You can also see more information on the web at chriswell.edu. The Chriswell College in Dallas. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Chriswell College and Chriswell Communications. When we go to Texas, we go with a real sense of resolve and purpose and direction and, uh, you know, a commitment to see it through. That's former Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee. He's running for president of the United States. He's in Texas. He's in the DFW area tonight, and he will be on live in just a few moments. He's scheduled to be with us for a live interview. Stay tuned around 6 o'clock. Could be early, could be late. You don't want to miss that interview. And uh, we want to find out, uh, you know, who is this guy in the next five, ten minutes? Let's just talk about Mike Huckabee. Let's break it down. Where did he come from? What's his resume? And um, let's uh, let's just talk about Penna. Tell us about this man and uh, what he has done in the past that makes him ready to be president of the United States. Well, most recently, Dr. Johnson, he was uh, the 11-year governor, uh, the 44th governor of the state of Arkansas. And uh, he actually took over for uh, Jim Guy Tucker, who took over for, uh, for who uh, actually resigned. And he was the governor that preceded Bill Clinton. Uh, and so uh, Governor Huckabee came in as a Republican and made some changes in the state. He was actually uh, given some law, uh, law and some uh, credentials by Time Magazine, and uh, he was uh, he headed up the uh, Republican Governor Association at one time. Uh, he was uh, elected and reelected there in the state of Arkansas. And I might note, people should know this is a Democrat state. He was governing uh, with Democrat houses, and uh, you know was reelected and ran against the Clinton machine. And that's been one of his lines: is that he has run against the Clinton machine. Uh, effectively in two big elections and uh, has been able to win, and he was able to pass legislation in Arkansas. He managed to lower taxes 90 times. Now, there have been folks who have criticized him for raising taxes at times, and as you said, he was dealing with uh, a particular uh, legislature and also some court orders uh, where he actually had to do some things about education and infrastructure. He did rebuild the infrastructure and the roads in Arkansas. Uh, Governing Magazine named him as one of its public officials of the year for 2005. And again, as I said, Time Magazine honored him as one of the five best governors in America. And uh, before that, uh, as many people know, he was a pastor uh, in the Southern Baptist Convention. And uh, he also worked for a televangelist at one time. Uh, and uh, he was a denominational leader. He was the youngest president ever of the Arkansas Baptist State Convention, which is the largest uh, denomination in Arkansas. And uh, from what I hear, he was a pretty good pastor. And you can uh, believe that when you hear him speaking Certainly a good on the campaign trail. And let me interject. We're talking about Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee. He's running for president of the United States. He's going to be with us in just five, ten minutes. He's scheduled to be on live here, Jerry Johnson Live, in about uh, 10 minutes. Could be early, could be late. Stay tuned. We're going to ask him some questions, some tough questions. He's a funny kind of a guy, and I think people have enjoyed this sense of humor. Uh, we're going to talk to him about the issues that really 
distinguish him from John McCain. There are some substantive issues, but he has this experience as a pastor. And you know, a lot of people have been critical of him. Um, he's actually called a televangelist by the uh, Atlanta Journal and Constitution this weekend. They said that he was too much of a theocrat to be elected. He was not a televangelist. He was not. And we're going to talk to him about uh, that, uh, that criticism. But, uh, you know, he said before, there is not one pathology, one abuse, one counseling difficulty, one situation. You know, we heard the single mom call, call earlier, and we heard another one call supporting Obama who had the crying baby in the background. Huckabee says, look, there's not one problem uh, faced by Americans that as a pastor over a 10-year period that I did not enter into, counsel, pray, encourage, seek a solution. One thing you can say about a pastor is that a pastor understands the real world. Uh, I thought another effective line, someone said, you know, you've been a pastor all these years. Um, How are you going to deal with the rough and tumble politics, you know, of Washington, D.C.? And and he laughed and said, obviously, you've never been to a Baptist business meeting. (laughs) So anyway, I think you know, you could make a strong argument that actually someone who served as a pastor could be especially fit for certain features of the presidency. Well, and you know, it's not as if he would be jumping directly from being a pastor to being the president. He's also been the governor. And we've got three senators as front runners right now. And history has shown that governors are normally elected and more electable uh, because of their executive appear, um, experience, they haven't had uh, maybe so much experience voting on issues in a U.S. body, but they've had the experience of dealing with all kinds of people, bringing both sides, Republican and Democrat, together on issues. And, you know, sometimes they do get criticized for compromising, but basically that's what their position is all about. They've learned how to lead people. And in a sense, that's really one of the, uh, I I guess, the key resume items that helps someone to be a good president, kind of to move up from being the governor of a state to the uh, leader of a a country. We're talking about Governor Mike Huckabee. He is running for president of the United States. Now there are only two Republicans left in the race. He is in Dallas tonight, and Governor Huckabee is scheduled to be on live at 6 o'clock. Again, he could be early, could be late. You just stay tuned, be ready. We're going to interview Governor Huckabee in just a moment. Now, earlier of this week, in Texas, here's some news. Former President Bush, the first, endorsed not Governor Huckabee, but endorsed John McCain. Here it is. I believe now is the right time for me to help John in his effort to start building the broad-based coalition will take for our conservative values to carry the White House this fall. His character was forged in the crucible of war. His commitment to America is beyond any doubt. But most importantly, he has the right values and experience to guide our nation forward at this historic moment. And so I'm very proud to endorse John McCain for the presidency of the United States of America. Few men walking among us have sacrificed so much in the cause of human freedom, and I'm happy to help this remarkable patriot carry our party's banner forward. All right, so that's President Bush 41 endorsing John McCain. Now, a lot of people saying, look, all the Republican leaders are rallying around McCain And uh, Huckabee, you should step aside. Well, here's Governor Huckabee responding to that President Bush 41 endorsement. A lot of the party uh, regulars and establishment are are surrounding uh, Senator McCain, and that's certainly their right and prerogative to do so. But there are also a lot of people who are still urging me to stay in this race. In fact, uh, many of John McCain's supporters are urging me to get out, but none of mine are. And I represent a large group of people, not just Christian conservatives, but people who want us to change the tax system, to go to the fair tax. There are a lot of Americans who know that small businesses is being choked by the arcane rules of the IRS, that we need to major overhaul in our tax system. And I think there are a lot of people who are pro-life, who know that if I leave the stage, the last remaining strong pro-life voice has left the stage. Okay, so that is Governor Mike Huckabee, he's saying, I'm the last 
pro-life voice. And we're going to ask him in just a few minutes. He's scheduled to come on live here at 6 o'clock. We're going to ask Governor Huckabee to distinguish himself from John McCain on life, on marriage, on immigration, and on taxes. And I think we've got a good agenda Mm -hmm. set and ready to go with Governor Huckabee. Uh, But a little bit more about this fellow. Um, These are just sort of human interest points. You might want to know that in 2003, he was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, and he lost 110 pounds. And he wrote a book about it called Quit Digging Your Grave with a Knife and Fork. Now, this shows obviously some self-discipline and um, self-control. Anybody out there who's tried to lose a lot of weight, I mean, this is quite an accomplishment. But he says it's given him insight on the health care crisis in America. He says, look, we need to look to preventive care. And we're dealing with the symptoms rather than with the causes. And he's really got a, a health care agenda that's different than Hillary Care. And it's about prevention, a message of prevention. He's a marathon runner now. Um, and he is a musician. He plays the bass. He's open for Willie Nelson. He's open for the Charlie Daniels Band. His wife, Janet, I've seen her shooting a shotgun, shooting skeet. She's sort of an outdoorsman. Uh, so uh, that's a little bit about uh, this man, his background. You know, he has won several states, of course, uh, made a lot of news by winning the Iowa caucus at the beginning of this whole primary season. And I find it very interesting that the media, uh, when he does win a state or when he gets uh, a lot of votes and a lot of delegates, uh, basically says, well, the evangelicals are supporting Mike Huckabee, and that's it. Um, that's all. And that is just so not true, Dr. Johnson, because there are a lot of pro-life, pro-family Americans around the country who really see him as the only candidate that represents those issues in a strong way, and those issues are number one for these people. I think that probably is the case for a lot of our listeners, and that's why we hear so many people talking about Mike Huckabee, uh, even though he's definitely behind in delegate count in the polls right now. And so, in a sense, you know, Texas has a chance to speak out right now, and why would he drop out before the Texas primary when a huge state with a lot of delegate, uh, delegates has a chance to weigh not in not only on him, but also on these issues that are so important, life, marriage, uh, religious freedom, some of these things that, you know, they're really at the heart of what we care about during elections. Okay, folks, we're down to three Republican candidates. I said two earlier. We've got Ron Paul still in the race, but we've got John McCain, the front runner, and uh, right behind him we've got Governor Mike Huckabee. He's scheduled uh, to be on with us in about a minute or two, a live interview with Governor Mike Huckabee. Could be early, could be late. You stay tuned. But let me just say right now, you're listening to an extended version of Jerry Johnson Live. This is KSYE, Frederick, KCRN, San Angelo, and the flagship station of the Chriswell, Chriswell Radio Network, KCBI, Dallas-Fort Worth. This is Jerry Johnson Live with Pennedexter. We are waiting right now for Governor Mike Huckabee. He's scheduled to do a live interview with us. We're going to ask him to distinguish himself on the issue of immigration, of taxes, of human life, and marriage. I go to this uh, Atlanta Journal and Constitution article, Penna, and, uh, you know, I read that again, and I see that there is a, a, a real bias against Christians uh, being involved, Christians being engaged in politics. Uh, they want to call him the pastor and the preacher. Uh, they never did that with Jesse Jackson. They never do that with Al Sharpton. Uh, but they're they're doing it with him. They don't mention that he was a governor, a sitting governor for over 10 years and a fairly effective governor. So again, we're talking about Governor Mike Huckabee. He's scheduled to be on the line here in just a couple of minutes, and um, we'll have a live interview. Let me just mention, if you're waiting for Chuck Swindoll, uh, we're going to join Insight for Living in progress right after the live interview with Mike Huckabee. That is, Chuck Swindoll will come on in just a few minutes right after our interview with Mike Huckabee. But... Uh, we're going to talk to Governor Huckabee. He's in Plano tonight. Penna, tell us about this event again, if you would. Well, he'll be at Collin County Community College, uh, the Spring uh, Creek campus, and the rally is at 7.30, although uh, we've heard that the doors are opening at 6.30, so if you want to get a good seat, uh, if you plan to join this rally, you probably need to get up there pretty soon. But it's at 2800 East Spring Creek Parkway. It's uh, part of this very competitive bid 
uh, for Texas delegates in this primary election. And, of course, uh, you can get there by going up, if you're in the Dallas area, if you're south of Plano, just going up 75 and getting off at Spring Creek Parkway, going east past Avenue K and Jupiter Road, and you'll run into the campus there. All right, we're waiting right now. We're told that Governor Mike Huckabee will be joining us in about a minute. And I want to remind our listeners, this is his fourth time to do an interview for Jerry Johnson Live. Times have changed. When he came on, there was a field of seven, eight, nine, mm-hmm. ten candidates. I don't think anybody thought that he would be the number two the number two candidate right now for the Republican nomination, uh, President of the United States. But Governor Huckabee has shown incredible staying power. I think you'd have to say the debates. The the debates pushed this man ahead because this man, in each debate, was able to um, come up with the soundbite, the style, the common touch, um, and... uh, they were replayed again and again and again, and he was able to rise to the top. But also on the issues, probably the most consistent on the life issue, the most consistent on the marriage issue. And uh, yes, there are some people that say, hey, on taxes we have concerns, on immigration, his record, there are concerns. But uh, he has really taken a turn on the immigration to say uh, now he has probably the most conservative approach to the border problem. He's been strong on that. And, of course, that's very important here in the state of Texas. The states that he's won are Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama, Louisiana, and Kansas. He came very close to winning the state of Missouri, which would have been huge, but didn't quite get it there, and that was a winner-take-all in the delegate count. Uh, But, you know, another issue that's very important to uh, conservatives is the issue of judges. And this is where I think people are a little worried about Senator McCain, because he was part of this gang of 14 that uh, stopped the rules in the Senate from being changed so uh, the Bush judges couldn't be filibustered. And uh, people are still sort of smarting from that. All right, folks, we've been waiting for this. Governor Mike Huckabee is on the line. He's campaigning in Texas. Uh, Governor Huckabee, this is your fourth time on Jerry Johnson Live. I think when you started a year or so ago, no one thought then that you would be in the number two position for the Republican nomination. Congratulations and welcome to Texas. Well, thank you, Jerry. It may be that uh, launching on your show is what's kept me going. The magic touch. That's what it is. Another surge. Uh, given to you tonight. Let me ask you this, uh, Governor Huckabee. Uh, we want you to distinguish yourself from John McCain tonight because we're about the issues, not about, you know, why are you in and why are you out. On the life issue, uh, abortion, embryonic stem cell research, could you just distinguish yourself tonight from uh, the competition? Well, I support a human life amendment, and Senator McCain does not. I do not support human embryonic stem cell research, and he does. Uh, we couldn't be further apart on these issues, and I think they're important issues. If we don't stand for life, I think that we st- could fall for anything, and I think this country uh, will unravel when it loses its moral center, and nothing uh, causes us to lose our moral center more than when we have disrespect for the life that God made. Mm. Folks, we're talking to Governor Mike Huckabee. He's running for President of the United States in Texas tonight, big rally up in Plano. Governor Huckabee, let's move on to the marriage issue. I want you to listen to a brief exchange. This is John McCain on gay marriage, and then on Jerry Johnson Live, James Dobson responding, and I want your reaction to this. I think uh, I think that gay marriage should be allowed if there's a ceremony kind of thing, if you want to call it that. I, I don't have any problem with that. And here is uh, James Dobson responding. Speaking as a private individual, I would not vote for John McCain under any circumstances. Okay, uh, let me just go ahead and ask you, Governor Huckabee, uh, would you ever make the kind of statement that John McCain, even if it was a faux pas, could you make that kind of a statement? Well, no, I would never uh, make that statement because I do not believe that marriage should be anything other than what it has traditionally been throughout all of recorded human history. It's one man, one woman, life relationship. And uh, I do not support same-sex marriage, would not under any circumstance. In fact, let me go a step further, Jerry. I'm the only candidate who supports a federal marriage amendment that would affirm marriage as between a male and a female. I led that effort in our state in Arkansas when I was governor. I would lead that as president of the United States. If we change the definition of marriage and family, uh, we have undercut the very social structure that gives us our strength. I think we have to remember that if you want a weak government have weak families. 
and that's the beginning of a weak government. Now, James Dobson endorsed you. Do you embrace that endorsement? Oh, absolutely. I'm delighted by it. I uh, have had nothing but great respect for Dr. Dobson and uh, welcome it and appreciate it. Governor Huckabee, this is Penna Dexter. Of course, immigration, illegal immigration, is just a huge issue here in the state of Texas, not only down near the border, but really all the way up here in North Texas. Can you kind of just lay out quickly your plan to deal with that issue? Well, it starts with a secure border that uh, we would actually build a fence within 18 months. Nobody else has talked about a time certain or even building the fence for sure. The second thing I believe very strongly in is that we would make uh, a very, very uh, adamant uh, approach to saying you've got to go back to the starting line. Uh, you go back to your home country. You get legal documentation. And uh, you can't have an amnesty policy. It's an area where Senator McCain and I are vastly different and uh, certainly think that it's got to have uh, highest attention. A country that doesn't control its own borders is totally out of control. Why do you think you have a better chance uh, against Clinton and Obama in Texas than perhaps McCain? Well, first of all, I'm the only candidate with chief executive experience who's actually run a government. Uh, None of the other candidates, all of whom come from Washington, I'd say this, if, if if, if they could solve the problems, they should have done it. They've been in Washington, but they haven't done it. Spending is out of control. Borders aren't controlled. Uh, we have a tax system that just punishes small business owners. I think that uh, one of the things that I bring is, is having tangible results, having led a government and actually uh, changed our tax system, reformed education, uh, made major changes in the health care system, became the only state in the country that reversed childhood obesity rates, modernized our state with uh, high technology, rebuilt our road system. Those are the kind of things that empower people, give them jobs and give them a future. That's what we need to be doing uh, in this country, and it's not happening from Washington, so why would we uh, give somebody from Washington the chance to uh, to be in charge? Governor Huckabee, there are some uh, conservatives, economic conservatives, that they, uh, they've they been critical of your campaign. They say, uh, well, on, on, on fiscal issues, he's not conservative. Your response down here in Texas to that? Well, that's an absurdity because I signed the first ever tax cuts in 160 years in my state, did it in spite of having a 90% Democrat legislature. Spending in my state went up less than half of what it did in the average of the other states. Uh, If you look at my record, the fact is an analysis done by an independent uh, evaluating group, uh, think tank, found that taxes did not go up but two-tenths of 1% over 10 and a half years. But per capita income in my state went up 50% in that same period of time, we had the lowest unemployment rate records ever and the highest number of job creation. Now, that's economic conservatism by anybody's standard except uh, people who are running against me for president. All right. Governor Huckabee, let's close out with this. Here we are tonight. Uh, we're thinking about the Texas primary in March. Many people saying, oh, McCain has got the momentum. Uh, why should I consider voting for Mike Huckabee? Uh, give it to us tonight. Well, the momentum can change with Texas, and if they're completely satisfied that John McCain represents their views and values on gay marriage and on uh, abortion and on uh, border security, then they should vote for him. But if they think that he doesn't, then they shouldn't let somebody from Washington or New York tell them who to vote for. Uh, That's just an absolute craziness. And, you know, the people of Texas ought to make their own decisions. They shouldn't... uh, in essence, be pushed into voting for somebody because the people of New York and California and Connecticut and Delaware voted a certain way. Uh, I think people in Texas ought to vote the way that folks in Arkansas and West Virginia and Alabama and Georgia and Kansas and Iowa and Tennessee, uh, they voted for me. Pretty good company. I'd say so, and I think it's it's indicative of the conservative viewpoint and values of, uh, of the South and of, of the base of the Republican Party. Now, you're speaking tonight up in Plano. This is open to the public. Is that right? Exactly. And uh, we hope folks will come out at the Collin uh, uh, County uh, Community College. Uh, We've already opened a separate uh, or an additional part of the room because we're anticipating a good crowd. That's great. And uh, we're looking forward to a lot of folks being here and joining with us. Governor Mike Huckabee running for president of the United States in Texas tonight. Thank you so much for being with us. Jerry, always a pleasure. Hope to do it again soon. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Well, Penna, there it is, mm-hmm. and uh, I think the the really the the ringing soundbite I heard there at the end is if you would agree with McCain on life and on gay marriage and on taxes yeah, and immigration, vote for him.
But if you don't, vote your conscience. And I think that's really the decision conservatives have to make. They're going to vote with momentum or they're going to vote with conscience and conviction. Well, folks, we want to thank you for listening to this extended edition of Jerry Johnson Live tonight. Uh, thank you for hanging on with us to hear Mike Huckabee. Um, uh, good word from him tonight. And hope some of you go out there and call, call in. Tell us about it. Now we're going to join... Chuck Swindoll, Insight for Living. It's in progress. Chuck Swindoll, Insight for Living. This is Jerry Johnson Live with Pennedexter from Criswell College. Good night. You've been listening to Jerry Johnson Live, a Christian worldview radio show. Join Dr. Jerry Johnson, President of Criswell College and Criswell Communications, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. for an hour of relevant discussion of news and culture from a Christian perspective.